Welcome to Talking to Myself. I am Myra Kay, and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chip. I am a 20-plus year communication professor who doesn't profess to know it all, hence the name Talking to Myself, because I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. Well, this week, God really took his time giving me a message, guys. I kept asking and he kept feeding me these breadcrumbs. I mean, just like giving me nothing. I mean, it was just just like a really slow process. And then finally, I don't know, I think it must have been like maybe Wednesday or something. He came up with this statistic, you know, just put it in front of me. And it was that blacks are 2.5 times more likely to get coronavirus than whites and that blacks are 2.5 times more likely to get killed by a police officer than whites. So I'm like, wow, okay, the number is the same. Okay, God, that's great. What should I do with that number? How can I tie that together? Because we're talking about coronavirus and police brutality. You know, those are two separate things, but how can I tie them together? And then God was like, I mean, shit, you figure it out. I mean, he's like, I got to keep my eye on you and the sparrow. I can't do everything, so I need you to do some work, figure it out. So I was like, so, you know, I'm thinking about it. You know, it's not coming to me. You know, I had a couple of meetings this week. I'm on a school board in in a predominantly white, I'm sorry, black district. I can't believe I said white, black district. And we happen to be basketball champions for the state as well as football champions. And one of the main things that we deal with in these meetings are parents calling to find out when are we going to start football practice and when are we going to start basketball? When are these activities going to start? Additionally, with us being a black district, we also happen to be in a place where COVID has spiked. We're one of those zip zip codes that have a spiking level of COVID. So yeah, we're black and we have COVID spiking. So it kind of is, is kind of wrapping around and it's kind of starting to make sense with me. So I'm like, okay, that part's making sense for me, at least with the sports part. But then of course we have all these marches going on. You know, we have all the Black Lives Matter stuff happening all around while all the COVID is going on and while we have all the sports stuff going on. So we're really facing a lot of things, but really two huge factors in the African-American community, specifically COVID, and then also just this police brutality thing. And we just can't, we aren't able to walk away from either one of them because they are overlapping. So I was just like, you know, we have got to really think about it, but I don't have really enough information myself to personally think about it because when you think about professional players, they get a lot, they benefit, of course, greatly from being professional players. Our students, you know, who are high school players benefit greatly from being football champions. Even the band benefits greatly because we have a great band and they get all kinds of scholarships from being in the band and that's not happening currently because, you know, we're unable to practice. So we have to kind of think about, wow, this is some great stuff, but is it really worth it? Is it worth us practicing and really getting back into all of that stuff in light of the fact that we're going to get or could get COVID 2.5 times more more than white people? So we really have to kind of, you know, think about all of that stuff. But really for the sake of just this conversation, perhaps 
sometimes we should focus on just professional players. You know, I think that's where I want to go today. I want to think about some of our NBA players, our NFL players, some of our Major League Baseball players who are really thinking about starting with practicing and people are dying to get into games and dying to see what's going on. So they've been biting at the, chomping at the bit for some kind of social interaction. And so I'm just kind of curious, Chip, when we think about some of these players that are on some of these professional teams, what are the percentage? In the NBA, 80% of the players are black. Okay. While in the NFL, 70% of the players are black. Mm. And in the MLB, 7.7% of the players are black. Oh, okay. But you know what we didn't look at, which we probably should have, I didn't think about it. In the MLB, we looked at black, but we should have looked at of color. Because mm. there are a lot of people who are just of color in the MLB aren't necessarily black. Mm which could also, you know, that's another factor because we know that people who are of Latino descent also fall under that category with us under that 2.5%, uh, 2.5 times more likely to be um, affected by COVID. So that's a, that's a huge percentage. So we, we think about those players. We have the players. We know that these are the people who are actually going to be affected by COVID. If they get out there and play, this is, these are people who are going to be affected. So the question is, should they play? Should they play? Should they put themselves, should they put their families, should they put their teams at risk? Or is it possible for them to use their platform as players to in some way advance the Black Lives Matter agenda or really any type of criminal justice reform? What do you think, Hank? I think, uh, I think they should continue playing the season. I feel like, uh, I feel like at least for NBA, um, I think everybody's gonna have their eyes peeled on the players in terms of, you know, trying to get the get the message across that, you know, police brutality, you know, they have Commissioner Adam Silver who really has his hands on and, you know, tries to push initiative that players push. So I feel like they can do something that will shock the world, you know, something that will okay. put uh, Black Lives Matter on the map, like maybe even, you know, they can kneel or even uh, wear shirts or, mm -hmm. you know, they can uh, just push awareness, maybe even have like a moment of silence at the beginning. But I feel like uh, that's too big of a platform to not be able to utilize. Okay, okay. Because I'm looking for not just moment of silence, I'm looking for policy. I'm looking for some legislation on the books that gets, you know, really used, you know, that we are really working toward versus just like a moment of silence or let's wear the I can't breathe shirt. You know, it needs to be something that really is serious and taken seriously, you know, versus, you know, not, you know, not taken seriously. So, yeah, you know, not just some uh, esoteric kind of thing that we do at a game. So hopefully, you know, we'll come to some kind of agreement. I don't know what, the, what they're going to do. I just, I just thought this up, so I don't know what players are going to do. I'm sure players are thinking about it. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not really a big sports fan. But I can't imagine that they aren't thinking about it. There are just too many black players who, you know, are woke, if you will, who are who have to be thinking about it. You know, they're thinking about their families, they care about their families, they care about their communities. And so sure, they're thinking about it, but I don't know what their choices are going to be. So since we're not experts, we know that about ourselves, right? And you know that about us too. That means we're about to hit these streets right and see what other people have to say so let's get out there let's hit them screens should professional players take a stand and not put themselves at risk for coronavirus and not play 
or should they choose to use their platform to elevate criminal justice reform? Well, I think that they should not play due to the fact that they're taking the risk of the coronavirus. And I also feel that if they go out there and catch it, where's their money going to go? And then you also have to look and see what do their contracts say before they go out and play any type of football. Now, if the contract's saying that they must play, of course I'm going to go get that money, you know, but it all depends on what my contracts say. But I think all players should be safe and they just should cut off their season and, and, and give them some type of bonus or give them half of the incentive or something like that. Should professional players take a stand and not put themselves at risk for coronavirus and not play, or should they choose to use their platform to elevate criminal justice reform? As a basketball player, I, I'm not sure I want to hit the court with the, uh, with the white players. You know, uh, I know I got to make a living, and they're not going to pay me if I don't, you know, even though I got a contract. And the chances of me going out there and getting sick is good, is very good. You know, uh, I probably have a better chance of dying on the street by a cop than would on the basketball court. But uh, I, I think I, I got like I said, I got to make a living. And if they let people in, they're going to be close together, and everybody's at, uh, at risk. Not only me, but the fans would be at risk. And I, I'm not sure I want to be responsible for that. Wow, okay, you know, that last caller said something I didn't think about. You know, like before, it was very, I was thinking about it on a very individualistic level in that, okay, if I go Pele, I get sick, or if the police stop me and they do something to me, it's me. But what he brought to light was, well, if I go play, I run the risk of making a lot more people sick, you know, but if, of the police hurt me, they hurt me. So to me, that kind of makes the scales a little bit different in that coronavirus doesn't just make me sick, but I can make the whole team sick. You know, that can bring the whole, the whole franchise down. So it's not just me, it's a lot of other people who could really be affected by me playing the game, you know? And I know it's like really hard for them because most of them have families, so they have to make a living. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to get the money, so. Mm -hmm. They just really have to decide is, you know, this more important or is this more important? They have to really just figure it out. Right, right. And I would hope that owners would, would be sympathetic to it. I mean, there are no black owners. And so, you know, you would think that there would be some sympathy here. You know, we see all, everything going on, all the Black Lives Matters protests, everything that's happening. You would think that there would be more than just one. I think Mark Cuban's the only one who's like, hey, I'm down, I'll do whatever. But you would hope that there would be more white owners who'd be like, okay, I'm on board. I'm gonna do what it takes to elevate the black community. You know, so hopefully there will be more owners who get on board with it. But definitely, I think these black players, they have some leverage. I, I don't know if they know they have leverage, but I think they have leverage. And I think they should use that leverage to move forth and help in pushing forth some legislation and really get it moving for black, for, for black lives. Well, those are some, I mean, those statistics are really startling. And they, they really bring to light some of the 
huge issues that are affecting the black community currently. I mean, come on, think about that. 2.5 times more likely to be affected by coronavirus, 2.5 times more likely to be killed by a police officer than a white person. Those are startling statistics that we need to really pay attention to in the black community. Now, don't get me wrong, I know we're paying attention because I see it every day in the news. I see us paying attention, but we need to continue to be vigilant and we need to wear our mask and socially distance ourselves and all those things because that coronavirus is no joke and it is coming for us. And so we need to make sure that we are taking care of that side of the house as well. But we are definitely keeping our eyes open and keeping our ears to the ground. And as always, we will be black next week. Peace.